You're listening to the Vendo Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Vendo Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Saul, and today we have a very special interview with Helium 10's Director of Training and Chief Evangelist, Mr. Bradley Sutton. Uh, Bradley has personally optimized and launched over 400 products, has been an entrepreneur for over 20 years since starting a million-dollar aftermarket car parts business at the age of 19. He also might just be the second most interesting person in the world next to the Dos Equis commercial guy, since he is a former sumo wrestler, as well as a Zumba fitness social media influencer with 30 million views on YouTube. Uh, I do want to give credit to AMZ Summit page as I did lift the bio from there because I think it summed you up perfectly. Uh, with that long-winded intro, Bradley, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, extensively about yourself that I didn't cover in the world's most interesting man intro there, uh, and what? Uh, how did you end up with Helium Ten? Yeah, so I, I've uh, always been around e-commerce, uh, even if I wasn't doing it full time. You know, when I was uh, in the late '90s, I had um, started an online company with somebody in Korea for the the whole uh, aftermarket car parts game. It was a dot com company, and so like you know, even from an earlier age, uh, I could see you know, the power of e-commerce. And, and so uh, ever since then, I always had a foot in e-commerce somehow, even if I was working back in the corporate world or, or something. But then after a, a while, um, I had reconnected with those uh, old uh, Korean investors that, that I had done the car parts business with, and they started doing Amazon stuff. And, and I just started working with them a little bit on the Amazon thing, but they really didn't know what they were doing. They, they kind of lucked into some success. So once I left them, I just dedicated myself to learning about Amazon as much as possible, you know, uh, doing mastermind or uh, uh, being part of masterminds and going to conferences and doing courses. And then instead of actually launching my own private label business, what I decided to do, I was like, let, let me just go back to those original former partners of mine. Let me just offer my services as a consultant now that I can actually show them what they've been missing out on all this time. And, and because of that, I just started getting a lot of word of mouth and uh, I started working full time for some companies, uh, optimizing their Amazon. But, and like you said, I launched over 400 products during my days as a consultant, but not one of them was for me. I didn't do any of my own private label. It was all for, for other people. Wow. Okay. And then how did you end up at uh, Helium 10 after all that consulting? Well, um, I, I would use Helium 10. You know, I, I didn't know about it from the beginning, but you know, around 2017, um, I, I discovered Helium 10 uh, from a, you know, uh, somebody recommended it to me. And I was like, my goodness, this is like a really cool suite of tools because I had like seven or eight different subscriptions to different tools because I had to have this, I had to have a, a Chrome extension. I have to have a, a financial tool. I had to have a keyword research, you know, thing. And, and you know, it's like, that's expensive. And I was like over 200 bucks. I was like, man, Helium 10's got everything. So I canceled everything, just kept my Helium 10. And that was kind of like what I use. And I've always been like a loudmouth person. So I would go into the Helium 10 members uh, Facebook group. And then I would get really upset, like at some people who were like spreading misinformation. I'm like, this is ridiculous. What are you talking about that? You know, organic rank doesn't matter or whatever. You know, I would just do these deep dives with graphs and screenshots from Helium 10 and this and that showing people why they're full of it. And, and then, you know, the, the founder of, of, of Helium 10, Manny Coates was like, you know, who's this guy? <laughs> who's this guy? So, so they invited me up there to Irvine to, to meet with them. I didn't realize it was for, because they wanted to hire me, but I just thought I was like, oh, I get to meet the founders of Helium 10. This is pretty cool. But then yeah. they, uh, they offered me a job and I was actually working there in Carlsbad for uh, a while at a company that, that was the best job I ever had. So the point is I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm not really looking for another job. Uh, I'm happy. But, but they, kept, they kept after me. 
Um, and I was thinking about, I was like, you know what, this is, this is a good opportunity. This is like helium 10, I think is going places little did I know, you know, how, how, how high they were going to, yeah. they were going to go. But, uh, uh, I ended up making the decision to go ahead and work for them uh, full time. Well, I, I remember Manny's AM PM podcast and the, you know, yeah, I, I just made money while I slept. How cool was that? You know, that, that nope. was his catch. I, I took his phrase. Uh, I was like, I wanted to come up with my own catchphrase, but I never could figure. I was like, you know what? That, that just naturally comes to me. So I'm, I was like, Manny, you're not doing the AM PM podcast anymore. Can I please take your how cool is that phrase? Uh, and um, and he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So that, that's that's now my uh, I stole that catchphrase from him. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, real quick, I got to ask. So sumo wrestler, how, you know, how, where, why, you know, sumo wrestler? Um, my dad has had a, a business in Japan since before I was born. And, and so we would always go back and forth to Japan. I even lived there for like two, three years when I was younger. And so I always liked sumo wrestling just as a fan. And then later on in life, you know, my 20s, um, doing some digging. And I didn't realize there was this whole amateur sumo uh, wrestling world. And even here in the United States. So I joined a club and I just, whenever I start something, I just go all in, you know? So I was just like all in and trying to qualify and go to the U S national championships and, and this and that. So, so it, it was like a childhood dream to be a sumo wrestler, which I never thought I could do. Cause I was like, I, I know I can't be a professional one in Japan, but um, yeah, that's, that's how that kind of came about. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. And then 400 products. Uh, were there any like favorites or hero ones? I know, You've done Project X and the 5K project recently, but back yeah. then, what are there any ones that stand out or any of your favorites? Yeah, back then, um, the one that sticks out is one that I didn't have too much of high hopes for. And there's a lot of products like this where I was doing it for a lot of Korean companies. And the problem was they didn't really understand how Amazon works. Um, you know, they, they, they were big in Korea, but they got to understand that just because they're big in Korea doesn't mean they're going to be big in the United States. And, and people don't know their brand from something that might be cheaper, like an American or Chinese brand. And so they, they weren't going to, you know, it wasn't going to be easy to compete with bigger, bigger brands in the space. And I would always be upfront with them. And I'd tell them, and that was one thing why I like being a consultant. Cause it was like, you know what, I'm going to lay it out, uh, you know, straight, but if the product doesn't do well, I still get paid, <laughs> you know, like, or if you're doing right. your own thing, like if you fail, well, you personally, your bank account's going to, going to feel it. But anyways, I, I never tried to like, you know, trick anybody. I always was upfront with about the, the prospects. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do my best, but this is why this might be a, a steep road. And one of these was, um, what was it? It was two uh, toothbrushes. It's all like toothbrushes. I was like, this is like the most, you know, there's Colgate and all these humongous companies out there, but they, they somewhat had a, a, a kind of unique uh, value point, even though the name was a completely no name brand that only people outside of or inside of Korea would know. But I, I forget if it was bamboo or, or there, there was something about it that made it somewhat unique. So I was like, you know what? Um, let's give this a try. And, and let me just double down on, on, on the, the, the value that this adds. And within like three, four uh, uh, weeks of, of launch, you know, we were selling like 100, 150 units a day uh, of this toothbrush, like right there on page one with these humongous billion dollar brands. And so that was probably the one I was most proud of back back in the day as if I were to pick one product that I, I really like doing. Well, and I'm imagining you used a little bit of Helium 10 for some of that or some of those tools. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Th in those days, you know, I don't know what I would have done if if there was no Helium 10 because, you know, people, people who remember selling on Amazon before like 2016 and 2015, before there were tools out there, oh, yeah. remember how blind you, you kind of were. But the thing was in those days, you didn't really need the tools because it was such a wide wild west out there that 
like I said, my, my former business partners, they had no idea what they were doing, let alone right. use tools. And they started making, you know, thousands, uh, t- uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on phone cases of all things without knowing anything. Like those days are long gone. Uh, like if you're not using, if you don't, ha- if you're not looking at metrics and, and not <clears throat> tracking keywords and understanding how search volume works and stuff like you're not going to luck into success uh, like, like you could back in the day. No, I totally, totally agree with you. And, and with that, you know, let's kind of dive into Helium 10 here. Are there any new features or updates you think uh, audience should be aware of over the last, let's say the beginning of the year, since the beginning of the year that um, you think are worthy of calling out? Yeah, th- there's a lot of things. Like, first of all, people don't realize that the Helium 10 is not just for um, private label sellers. You know, we've got thousands of, of wholesale and arbitrage users who, who do it. And we even have tools specifically for those, those metrics. Like we have some uh, part of our Chrome extension you go on one uh, a page, and if you're a wholesale seller, it, you're looking at Amazon a little bit differently than a private label seller. So you're fine that there's 10, 15 sellers on a listing. But what you need to know, like, okay, how much could I make on this listing? Well, what you do is um, you like, okay, who, who is within 2% of the buy box, right? Uh, who's a prime and kind of like guess that they're going to probably rotate the buy box among these like three, four, five sellers. So then what you do is like, all right, I got to figure out how much this listing overall is selling, you know, using a tool like Helium 10. And then I take that number of existing competitive buy box offers within 2% of the buy box and then add one. So like if there's five competitive sellers, now I'm going to add one, six, because if I come on, I'm six. And now I divide that number, you know, by, by the overall estimated sales. And then you know what? That means if I were to come on with a competitive buy box offer, this is maybe how much money I, I could sell. Right. Well, you know, people have been doing that for, for years. But so what we did was we're like, you know what? That, that's a lot of work to have to figure out. We're just going to build it right in. So like you, you go on the page right there at the bottom. Uh, there's this tool where you just say, you know, how many uh, competitive sellers there are. Like you can even verify. We even tell you, you just click a button and boom, it tells you, okay, hey, if you add your listing, you're going to uh, sell this. So that's one of the things I think that a lot of people don't know about is that we, we do cater to a lot of non-private label sellers as well. And then the biggest one that we, we've had this for like over a year is follow-up. Uh, but I, I, it's amazing how many people don't even realize that we have email automation and request review automation. Just three days ago, it was a big internal thing. It was so funny because somebody was watching CNBC and they were doing, they were like highlighting entrepreneurs. And this lady that was uh, highlighted, um, really successful entrepreneur from San Francisco. And she had, yes, she, she used, uh, or she had said in, in the CNBC thing that she used Helium 10, but then it, sh- it said that she used this other tool that's mainly used for like following up with customers. We're like, why, why would she be using that? We were wondering. So I actually found her just a couple of days ago uh, on the internet. I was like, Hey, that you know, it was cool that you gave us a shout out. Just like out of curiosity, it's, it seems like you're, you're using Helium 10 a lot. Like, why don't you use our our email uh, request review uh, automation? They're like, oh, I didn't know you had that. So there's a lot of people that don't realize we have a lot of stuff. You know, we've got inventory management. We've got, you know, request review automation that none of this stuff you have to pay extra for. It's all included in your um, Helium 10 plan. So, uh, but the people who have been with us a long time, like they get into their their groove. Like, hey, I, 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 got helium 10 because of keyword tracking, but then that's all they do, you know? So, so guys, if you're out there, a lot of you guys probably already have helium 10, make sure that you, you, you take a look at, at what we've added, you know, since you maybe became a member, cause I guarantee we're adding new tools every month. We've got over 30 now. So make sure you know everything that we have, because there's probably something that you didn't even realize that you could be leveraging for your business. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I was shocked when I went on again recently. I'm like, hey, I didn't know they added uh, the inventory checker tools or some of the other, the ad follow-up, like you said. Um, and there's some even more recent ones there um, on the PPC side that you've started integrating too. Just going back a sec, you were mentioning the tool that verifies the sellers. Are you talking about within X-Ray or which tool is that within? That it's just the actual Chrome extension itself. So okay. when you install our Chrome extension, which X-Ray is a part of, right. there's like different widgets that come up. Like uh, on a search result page, you'll see yep. some like text with a BSR and stuff. And if you go actually on the product page itself, we have something that'll come up automatically. You don't have to click on it. It's, it's a listing analyzer score where it tells you what, you know, uh, based on common practices. And then towards the bottom, you'll see a graph of like of the BSR and the price history. Now, right below that, there's now this other widget that that is the the sales estimator, you know, we're calling it for the wholesale sellers. So it's, it's right there. It's not necessarily part of X-ray, it's just part of the Chrome extension. Got it, yeah. I mean, we use, all, uh, so full disclosure, we mandate for most of our clients to utilize Helium 10. Uh, our favorite, just so you're clear, a uh, tool within Helium 10 is the Refund Genie. Uh, because we help a lot of our clients get uh, unauthorized deductions and chargebacks back. I'm curious, do you have any favorite tools or? Cerebro, hands down for me. Now, now, like I said, I originally came onto Helium 10 as a user because of Keyword Tracker. Uh, I, I was fed up with whatever Keyword Tracker I was using at the time. That company doesn't even exist anymore. Um, and then somebody recommended it. But Cerebro to me was was the, the total cliche hashtag game changing, you know, because it's just amazing if sometimes as Amazon sellers, you know, those of us who are experienced, we know what reverse ASIN is and we know what Cerebro is and we take it for granted. But if you think, if you take a step back and just think about commerce, like literally what you're doing with a reverse ASIN tool, it would be like if you're selling in a brick and mortar store, like, like people have been doing for hundreds of years, you can never imagine walking into your local store as a manufacturer and you're doing a little bit of research on your competition. You go to the aisle of of wherever your niche is let's just say it's you know the supplements out because you sell collagen peptides and, and, and you're going to look at the competitors uh products there that's on the shelf and, and within seconds you're going to know what the customers who bought your competitors products were thinking about right before they bought your product or what they needed like, like, like that just sounds like nonsense right you know like, like of course you can't do that you know nobody's psychic right but that's what you're doing with a reverse ASIN tool like Cerebro. Like, you know, in seconds, I go to the, the the virtual aisle of my competition or at my local market, you know, which is the keyword. I see who's the top competitors there. I just throw their ASINs into Cerebro. And within seconds, I'm going to see all of the keywords that they've been performing well for that they're selling uh, for. And that literally is giving you insight into those customers' minds because I now know what is the exact search term or search terms that people entered into right before they bought the product. Because otherwise, you know, like a high search term, uh, high search volume keyword, you're not gonna get to the top of page one without converting for that keyword. So like the level of insight we have as Amazon sellers guys is just unprecedented, like in the history of commerce. Like you could not do these things unless maybe you were hiring some super, super expensive, um, polling services to do some market research for you or something like that. But you guys, we're, we're spoiled as Amazon sellers uh, these days, I think. Yeah, no, I totally, I mean, uh, so we do have our sister company, Team Direct, that does uh, represent brands at Walmart on the ground. So very much agree with you. It'd be great if we could walk into the store, walk the line <laughs> and find out exactly what they're thinking before they buy. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. I, Blackbox to me is one of my favorite tools, just mm. from a research perspective.
Um, sure. I love the insights there. What, what new marketplaces is Helium 10 looking to expand into? And is there like a Walmart tool coming? Because when you talk about yeah. it, like the old days of Amazon, you look at Walmart marketplace today, there's nothing out there comparable like a Helium. Correct. Yeah, so we've, we've got a lot uh, on the document, like the, the most recent tool or the most recent marketplaces we've added uh, as far as in the Amazon ecosystem goes is is on Mexico. Now we have full functionality. Uh, India was the big one for us. Netherlands, uh, Sweden has been coming along. Poland, we already have, uh, even before Poland opened up, we already had some functionality in there. I know the team has been working on Australia because a lot of people, it's very still very very, very tiny market, but there's a lot of interest uh, in there because, you know, in English right. speaking, it's a little bit less barrier of entry. So Australia is definitely on our uh, roadmap. Um, recently, we added functionality where you can do research actually on the Alibaba.com website. You know, you can use our same Chrome extension, that same one I was mentioning. You can do some research on Alibaba.com with that. Uh, we just upgraded uh, or uh, um, updated to version 6.0, the Chrome extension, where now you can be on a Shopify website and you can use uh, the Chrome extension where you can, it'll like, if you're on a product page, it'll like maybe pull some of the top keywords from there and then give you insights into what's happening on Amazon for that keyword, but you're on a Shopify website. So that, uh -huh. that's like a, a big difference that uh, a lot of people don't realize that we have. And, and for sure, Walmart is on our roadmap. I think last year there was an exponential increase in interest in selling on Walmart from Amazon sellers because they could see the writing on the wall, especially in all those categories that were shut down due to the pandemic. They were like, man, all my eggs were in this Amazon uh, uh, basket here. And, and my, my, my business came to a halt, you know, because I couldn't even send inventory in, but man, man, if I was only selling on Walmart too, or if I was only selling on Wayfair or, or, or these other websites, you know, like people can see now more than ever, the importance of diversifying, you know, where you're selling and, right. and Walmart being number two is just a no brainer next step to go uh, after after Amazon. Well, what do you think of the Walmart marketplace? Do you, uh, have you sold on there much? Like just curious, get your take there. It's come a long ways, you know, like three, four years ago, it was like impossible. Like you had to be an API expert and, and it was just so <laughs> terrible, the, the whole interface. Um, and it's still more difficult than Amazon, you know, yep. but, but hey, I mean, Amazon was like this, like seven, eight years ago, you know, where, where it was kind of really difficult to, to manage. So right. they've come a long ways. Um, uh, you know, they still got a way, a, a little ways to go, but, but in my opinion, in my opinion, and I've been saying this for years, Walmart brick and mortar is the Holy grail uh, uh, of a third party uh, seller, because I, I work for this company in Carlsbad, um, a diet pill company that's, that's world renowned and, and they, they're huge. They, they do tons of infomercials and everything. And I was a sales manager there. And I always tell this story about how, how proud of, of myself I was that I brought their Amazon sales from 1 million to 3 million. But there's a big but there. I would have POs come across my desk, you know, as a sales manager, because they sell in Walmart brick and mortar, just one SKU. It took me 30 SKUs to get it up to $3 million. One SKU for one region of Walmart stores for like one month. And that by itself would be millions of dollars for one PO. So like people don't, you know, Amazon is big guys, but it's not Walmart brick and mortar, 5,000 stores all buying, you know, five cases big, you know? So to me, the, the a good trajectory is definitely start on Amazon, all right? Crush Amazon, all right? Now start third-party fulfilling with Walmart, try and crush that, and then 
get in front of a buyer for the walmart.com side. So you can maybe get some fulfilled by Walmart action, kind of like what Amazon vendor central is, yep. and then crush that. And, and you're, you leverage each step of the success. Like when you go to that buyer, it's like, Hey, look what I did at an M doing on Amazon. Look what I did by myself on walmart.com. And then now, you know, I think you, you, you'd be good to buy this product from me and, and do a fulfilled by Walmart. And if you crush that, guess what? Now, it's a great pathway to get in front of a Walmart brick and mortar buyer. And then, like I said, that's the, that's the mic drop right there. If you can get in with one of your SKUs to Walmart's actual stores, uh, you're making way more money than you could ever make on, on Amazon. And you have an advantage because you've got this history of, of crushing it at these different steps, as opposed to somebody who has this really cool invention and they want to just go directly from zero to an, a Walmart buyer. You know, sure. Of course it's possible, but, you, you have a lot more uh, chance to have success if you if you have this track record of, uh, of online success already. Yeah, so we experience and, and know exactly what you just said all too well. Uh, a lot of our teammates are going to love what you just said, as well as our sister company, because we uh, represent uh, more than 120 clients at Walmart bricks and mortar uh, through that entity. So very familiar with that and totally agree with you. Crush it on e-com. You'll get on the buyer's radar. And yes, uh, but I will caution that dealing with Walmart as a game changer as it is, it takes a lot of moving pieces mm -hmm. to Walmart. So uh, are you ready to Walmart is their slogan too, once you, once you get in that arena. But totally spot on there. Coming back to the Amazon side of things, uh, what do you think state of the union Amazon is today? You know, like selling there to you said six, seven years ago, you could crush it. Now it's a whole different ballgame. Saturated, not saturated, opportunity, not opportunity. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, there, there's still tons of opportunity on there. Now, um, arguably even more opportunity than it was six or seven years ago, just because of the size of, of, of the marketplace now and the amount of traffic that, that it has is so much more. Are there a lot of saturated niches? Of course, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you need to avoid, but regardless of how saturated, you know, what one niche will get saturated and, and there's three others that are going to pop up. So, and that's never going to end. I mean, I mean, we live in a country where there's always innovation and somebody's thinking of some, you know, coffin shelf or some weird nonsense <laughs> product that you can't imagine anybody needs, but then it, it can go viral and, and everybody needs it all of a sudden. And then maybe that gets saturated, but Hey, if you got in there at day one, you know, now there's a million people selling coffin shelves, so we're still crushing it because we were the first ones. It's not like we have to stop selling coffin shelves just because there's now there's more people, but at the same time, th there's just, I mean, you, you take that coffin shelf brand we did. Now we, we just uh, are coming up with like a coffin shaped egg tray and a, a coffin shape this, and then a, a Gothic decor that, I mean, you can just build on your initial success. Uh, and it, and it's, yeah, it's, it's just an amazing, you know, time to be selling on, on Amazon. And, and, and uh, you know, there's these stories that, that studies that, that people come out with where, you know, e-commerce uh, kind of grew more in the last year because of COVID than, than like normally what it would take five years of growth uh, just because a bunch of people who maybe weren't shopping online before, there was a period of time where they had to shop online or else they couldn't get anything because, you know, things were locked right. down and stores were closed and, and this and that. And then a lot of these people, even though stores are all open now, they, 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 they got their first taste of of buying online, they're like, hey, this this thing is kind of convenient. So yeah, sure, Walmart's open again and everything's all great and I can go outside, you know, uh, without fear maybe. Um, but 
I'm, I'm going to stick with this, you know, prime two day delivery thing because it's pretty convenient. So that's why you're not really seeing numbers go back to like 2019 right. numbers. Uh, even though there's no lockdown right now, um, you're still seeing high levels of, of, of Amazon sales because there's just more people buying online. And so, you know, I never want to hear, I, I still always hear it, but I never like to hear people say, Oh, I think it's too late or I missed the bandwagon or, um, you know, Oh, well, if I only, if only I started this last year, no guys, you know, the, the best, absolute best time to, to get started selling on Amazon is right now. And, and you ask me that in six months, it's going to be the same answer. Like if you haven't started yet, no problem. Get started right now. You're good to go. Yeah, I know. I completely agree with you that uh, the pandemic, if nothing else, has accelerated the adoption of online uh, buying behaviors. And it's brought into a whole new segment of consumers that normally would have taken years to adopt to that behavior. So you're, you're spot Absolutely. on with that's going to continue from now and thereafter and continue to grow, quite frankly. We're seeing percentage retail of e-com is grown dramatically uh, the last year or so as well. What what are your what's your thoughts on you know, the new uh, ways sellers are really crushing it on Amazon from external marketing, influencer marketing. You know, there's now the theory of ranking on Google versus ranking on Amazon to drive growth and bestseller ranking. Just would love to hear your opinion on, you know, you get in a lot of data at Helium 10. What are some of the best sellers doing really well? Yeah, so, you know, first of all, all of these things are uh, can definitely help and they do, but, uh, you know, not everybody has the bandwidth or, or maybe the, the the team that can implement it. And I don't want you guys to like say, oh no, I'm not going to sell on Amazon because I can't build a brand on Instagram or something. You know, for, for our Project X stuff, we never did any of that stuff because I don't have the time to do that. We're still, we're yeah. still crushing it, you know. Right. But that being said, doing any of these things is going to help you. Like you, you can, you're going to reach a certain level of success even if you don't do these things. If you start advertising on Google, if you start building your outside audience, if you start building a brand, um, whatever success you would have had just by advertising on Amazon is going to uh, is going to increase. And so, uh, if you've got the bandwidth, you've got the knowledge, uh, you know how to build a team, you know who can bring in, uh, you know, or you can bring in people that that know about how to do these things. Then absolutely, th this is important because here's the thing: not that many sellers. Are, are taking advantage of, of, of these things. You know, you've got plenty of people who just like me are just satisfied with advertising on Amazon because we have a day job and we can't really focus on some of these other things. So right. if you do have the bandwidth to do those, you're instantly, um, you know, doing something that your most of your competitors are not going to be doing. And that's going to give you the competitive advantage. You're going to get sales that they never would have gotten. You're going to get traffic that they never would have gotten. You're going to add value to your business. You know, nowadays, all the rage is, is selling your Amazon business to like an aggregator yeah. or, or something like that, you know, and, and, and when they come in and, and they could see that, oh, like, you know, that adds value to your business. They can see the kind of things that you've done and, and, and now you've built an audience, you know, um, that's, that's, that's a good thing. So, so guys don't, if you've got the bandwidth, absolutely try and maximize how much you're getting your brand out there. If you had to do one of those things really well, just pressing you a little bit further, would you say it's uh, today the external marketing right uh, piece like the paid search ranking or would you say it's just focus on on amazon advertising which is becoming very expensive when you look at kind of the a cost yeah for me it's um i mean I'll, I'll, no, under any circumstance you gotta you gotta do amazon advertising you, you gotta do ppc and and if possible thousand percent get brand registry so you can so you can be opened up to other avenues like sponsored display and sponsored brand ads and sponsored video ads but if there's one thing that i wish i had more bandwidth to do 
it'd be probably just brand building um, and building a social media audience. Because when you do that, now when you, if you plan on building out your brand and expanding your product line, you're going to save so much money by being able to market to, uh, you know, your audience. And, and just remember, you know, Amazon sellers, you don't own your customers from Amazon. That's Amazon's customers. You can't market to them at all. You know, if you, you don't even know who they are, you can't contact them. Um, you know, you can't do anything. You can't even send them a coupon and buyer seller messaging, you know, to say, hey, I got this new product. No, you can't do that. Right. But when, when you guys start capturing and building your audience, even before they get to Amazon, you know, like send them through a funnel before they get there, or you, you, you build an Instagram or Facebook group that now you have this fan base of, of your products, then that means the next time you launch a product, it's going to be so much easier to launch. It'll be so much easier to, to have people willing to give reviews. Um, you're going to get a lot of insights into like what your customer avatar is looking for a new product. I mean, it's just that, that, that to me is, is almost getting to the point. I don't think it's there yet, but it's almost getting to the, be the point where it's like, you know what, this almost is essential for, for building a brand on Amazon is, is trying to do these off Amazon activities. Yeah. We're seeing tremendous success with like integrating Amazon posts and other things just for free traffic to your point and user generated content. Uh, we've seen posts go viral on TikTok recently and do a wonders for uplift on sales in some of our brands. So couldn't agree more there that brand building is, is crucial uh, if you want to stay ahead of the competition on Amazon. Just uh, winding things down here a little bit, uh, Bradley, would love to get your take on kind of owning the customer, right? Shopify versus Amazon versus bricks and mortar. Um, you know, people diversify their business. A lot of opportunity on Amazon. Do you encourage people to do all of the above or focus on one or the other? What, what's your thoughts? When you start, I'll always say 10 times out of 10, start on Amazon just because right. it's, it's, it's the easiest, uh, it's the easiest way to get, to get started. But then, you know, the next step is, is absolutely, you know, once, once you start doing that, don't, don't try doing everything at once either. You know, like, like you're going to lose too much, the focus that you need uh, when you're in a product launch stage, you know, so, so just focus on Amazon. And then the next thing, yeah, absolutely. Start an, uh, start an Instagram account, start a Facebook group, uh, make a, a Shopify uh, website, you know, st go to Walmart, you know, expand to other marketplaces, even in, in Amazon, you know, uh, Amazon makes it easier now for, for North America, at least, you know, where you can have, you can just send in your product to Amazon USA FBA and you can fulfill orders to Canada and Mexico, you know, like four or five years ago, you didn't have that. You actually had to go apply for a, a seller central account there and send your inventory and import it and pay duties and all this stuff to get it in those countries. And it really wasn't worth it because of, of, of the small market, but now you just literally flip a switch in your seller central account. Now you're fulfilling to, to these other marketplaces. So always start on Amazon, but don't put all your eggs in, in, in one bucket. Now, if you're only just doing these, these trendy things that only last for three months, like fidget spinners or, or, pop sockets or whatever. Well, okay. You know what? It's maybe not very advantageous to go build your offside, uh, your outside traffic or, or to, to do something like that. If you're just going to like give up on the product three months later or something. But if you're really trying to build a brand uh, on Amazon, don't just stick on Amazon. Start, uh, start after, you know, after three, four, five months in, if you think you're ready, you know, expand to these other things. And, and I think it's going to be super important for the long-term success of your, uh, of your company. Absolutely. And then a couple of final questions here. I asked Kevin, uh, Kevin King this when he was on our podcast about black hat tactics. I'm curious, we always love this type of information. Are there any like major black hat stuff that that sticks out to you that people should be aware of? He mentioned 
reviving the variation, you know, dead listings and kind of manipulating that for your own launches. I'm curious if you've seen any other black hat tactics. There's tons. There, there's tons out there, but I never would ever recommend. And that, that's just not not just because I work for Helium 10, but but what I, in my experience, what I've seen is is the black hat tactics. They might work a little bit, but then they'll they'll bite you in the butt later on. You know, um, you know, during those times where people had the the inventory restrictions for sending inventory and people would figure out these ways or I'm going to simultaneously open up five windows in my Chrome browser and I can get around that 200 inventory. I mean, th there were so many things like that, you know, uh, trying to, you know, ask people who you sent a rebate to for reviews and, and, and just like Amazon cracks down on these things and none of them are sustainable. You know, even the best ones, eventually Amazon will catch on um, and they'll change something in the TOS and, and, you won't even know about it, and then you'll get your account suspended or something. But if, if, if your main strategies of success on Amazon is based on black hat tactics, then you're in the wrong business because none of those are, are sustainable. So, But that being said, you need to know what other sellers are doing and what's happening so you can protect against it and know how to, like, uh, you know, how to detect you know, some things. And, and no problem. Be a tattletale, guys. Report things that, that are fishy <laughs> to, to Amazon because it's not – you know, uh, yeah. usually people don't want to be a, 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 a snitch, but I say you should be a snitch uh, on Amazon because it, it is, it's not fun or it's not fair what some of these sellers are, are getting away with. Um, and it, especially if it, if it hurts your business. So, so guys, I would, my, 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 I'm not wearing a black hat today. I'm wearing a blue hat. You know, I even have a white hat, white <laughs> helium tent hat. I'm not wearing a black hat because I, I really don't uh, suggest doing the, the those uh, strategies, but there's, there's things that aren't necessarily black hat. Like, you know, Kevin King obviously is famous for giving his like hacks and, and different things. Yep. Those aren't bad, you know, but just as long as you understand that that shouldn't be the backbone of your strategy. Right. If you, if you learn about a new hacker strategy for myself, I give hacks, you know, too, uh, or, or Kevin King, sure, use it, but, but make sure that you're doing, the, that you've got the basics down, you know, first, and then, and then just use the hacks and strategies to, to try and, you know, just give you that little, little bit of separation between you and your competition. Yeah. Fundamentals always uh, yep. went out uh, long-term. What are some favorite uh, newsletters, websites, or things that you use to stay updated on e-commerce like that you can audience besides Helium 10's blog? Yeah. Well, we, you know, we, we try and stay, stay pretty, pretty current in, the, in that blog and, and obviously in the podcast, but um, one thing that a lot of sellers don't look enough at is just that news in the seller central account, you know, <laughs> that right there, the, there's some pretty, there's some big bombshells that sometimes they drop about huge TOS changes. Like we're getting or, or, rid of your customer information. Yeah. We're getting rid of your yeah. customer. Hey, we're, um, uh, you can no longer reply to reviews, you know? Right. Um, I mean, th there's just big things that happen that, that kind of fly under the radar. If you're not checking that, you know, you, you might miss it. So definitely check that. Um, and then I, I like, uh, uh, I, I like just you know going to Google News sometimes and just typing in Amazon and just see uh, see what comes up. It's it's interesting to see that more and more mainstream media, you know, be it Fox News, CNN, CNBC, whatever, they're doing these pieces on Amazon sellers now and what's going on. They do these like deep dives yeah. and and sometimes keep up to date with some of those because look for the really really negative ones about Amazon because here's the thing that anybody will know if they've been around Amazon. Amazon a lot of times does not take action unless they get really bad press on something, you know, like, like they'll just let it go. Uh, you know, the, the classic example is reviews. There was that expose that happened a few years ago and then it was just all over the news about how, 
how fake Amazon reviews were. What happened a couple of months later? No more incentivized reviews, you know, from Amazon. And yep. they were really cracking down. So look out in the news for, for these kind of like big things that might Amazon might be might painted in a bad light. And then kind of like extrapolate from that. Ooh, I better watch out because Amazon might change something that's related to this uh, in response. So uh, I would say, de yeah, definitely, definitely keep track of, of news on Amazon and then in mainstream media too. Uh, that's super helpful, Bradley. Thank you. And, and again, thank you so much for your time here. How can uh, people reach out to you? Uh, besides, please, everyone follow Seller Serious, the S Sellers Serious Podcast. Excuse me. Yep. Serious uh, Sellers Podcast. You got it. That's right. And then Bradley's got a great uh, study going with the 5K project that I know yep. we didn't do. I thought, to your point, that's a great example of you can still get started on Amazon. Um, any other Any other ways people can reach out to you? Um, I usually give snippets. Like if you don't have time to watch the whole podcast, I'll give snippets on my, my Instagram. So you guys can find me on Instagram, H10 Bradley. Um, I go on clubhouse sometimes, uh, even with Kevin King and we'll do some, we'll do some, uh, ask me anything on there. So I'm also, you can also find me on clubhouse app at H10 Bradley. I'm glad you mentioned your Instagram account. Cause my favorite picture on there was the listing optimization haircut. <laughs> yeah, that was just recent, recent, but, uh, I try and uh, figure out how, how can I take real life and, and make analogies to Amazon? And I thought that was maybe a stretch, but I was like, I think it makes sense. <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, Bradley, I could talk to you for hours. Uh, thank you again for your time here. Uh, thanks for joining us and to all of our clients. Remember, protect your brand and sell more.